it is time as we head into the bank holiday weekend for our Friday morning coffee break and uh, delighted to welcome to the studio Ian Buckley. Well, known for many things, including the Munster Rugby Supporters Club. How are you, Ian? I'm good, Joe. Good um, to be here. And uh, also we have Live 95's Tess Hughes with us, making her debut, as we might say, <laughs> here on the coffee break. How are you, Tess? I'm doing uh, okay. And we have a very good friend of the Limerick Today show, Hilary Thompson on the line. Hello, Hilary. How are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you? Good. So what's the weather like where you are, Hilary? You're oh, the one who's good. outside the studio. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I'm, but I'm sorry, I have no wheels, as I put said to Amrit this morning. Otherwise, oh, I would have come right. in and said of hello course. to you in person. No, but listen, I wouldn't be, I'd like to be out in the sun myself. We got <laughs> a, a photo sent in to us for the 10 to 1 contestant a bit earlier, and she was sitting at the side of a field with the silage oh. just cut and blue yeah. sky and sunshine and trees along yeah. the perimeter. Looked absolutely amazing. Gorgeous weather. Anyway, so we look Gorgeous forward to weather. that over the weekend. The weather's going I'll to have a lovely weekend, yes. Absolutely. It's going to be lovely, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, this, this is a shocker to me, I have to be honest with you. A dentist is saying that lots of people don't brush their teeth properly. And the uh, advice from the dentist is you never wet your toothbrush before adding toothpaste. I mean, who, Tess, in their right mind would wet their toothbrush before adding the toothpaste? I mean, I wet it after I had the toothpaste, but it's still... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want a dry toothbrush in the middle of all of it. I don't know. It's so you, like, you do wet it? I do. I think... I don't know. It feels like the rules change every couple of years, and now there's a new rule to change your teeth, and I <laughs> should have an electric toothbrush, or say, use this kind of toothbrush. It should be soft. It should be hard. I, I can't keep up, honestly. Well, now, <laughs> dentist Dr. Sahil Patel says he repeatedly sees his patients making several mistakes, which could be wreaking havoc on their teeth. One of the biggest blunders is wetting your toothbrush before adding toothpaste. He says, if you do this, Tess, you are diluting it. Toothpaste already has the right amount of moisture in it. If it's wet, it makes it foam up faster and makes you spit it out sooner. I didn't expect that line, but anyway. (laughs) Can you even remember, Ian, what you do? I was actually thinking (laughs) what I was taught as a kid, Mm. right? I was trying to think, what were we taught as a kid? And we were taught with a brush that had no toothpaste on it at all, but we were taught by the dental nurse, the hygienist at the time, to wet it first. Um... But what I do is the same as what you do, Tess, is I'll put the toothpaste on, then I'll wet the toothpaste. I'll always do that. Ah, look, I just think this is one of those things. It's like an apple a day keeps a doctor away, but seven apples and you're in, you're in, you're in A with, it, with a stomach cramp. It's, it's just it's just one of these things. Too, you know, it's, it's too much of, of everything is bad for you. And there's, like you said there, it's, it's like all these Instagram stories of, I was today years old when I, when I learned this kind of thing, and you get this hack, and you're going, What? That's just nonsense. Next week it'll be something else. It's it's bananas. Yeah, yeah. Um, What do you do, Hilary? I read that on when you sent me the the, the, um, subjects we'd be covering this morning. And I tried not wetting. I I actually wet the toothbrush. I put it on the top before I put the toothpaste on. See, you see, there you go now, look. (laughs) And then I've been doing it for years, like, and I haven't thought. Now, last night I did wet the toothbrush and I put the or this morning and I took the put the toothpaste on. I don't know, I thought it was a bit dry at the beginning, but then I got used to it. So I'm trying to 
save my teeth, so I do whatever I'm supposed to do. But I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. Yeah. Like, you have to wa- brush your teeth. And, 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 uh, and no, apparently, I mean, according to my dentist, mm. who's brilliant, um, the flossing is actually as important, if not more important, than the brushing. Very important, teeth. floss. Mm. Very important. I got the same advice, yeah, because of, you know, if you have you can get an infection if you don't floss and between the teeth and that. But it was very funny. I won't keep that I was at the dentist recently having an oral and they said, oh, don't, when you're brushing your teeth, don't do it furiously because it won't work. Your gums will recede when you get older. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Get off the chair. It's, it's salted. When you get older. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> well, do- back to Dr. Patel, who says, don't miss brushing in the evening. The saliva in your mouth reduces while you sleep. So the food that you've had during the day would stay in your teeth and fester overnight. Causing bigger problems. I think that makes sense. I mean, it's the same with washing your face. It's more important to do it in the evening after you've been in the smog and in the city than it is in the morning when you've just been resting and doing nothing else. So <laughs> it, does, yeah. it's just, it just has these images of, her, of waking up in the morning with horrendous green stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> right, sure. I suppose we'll move on then. Um, the um, the O'Connor Street works. Um, so. Uh, we we sent a request when Live 95 News did to be specific, asking about uh, what councillors had been told at the recent Metropolitan meeting, which was that the project would be handed over by the contractor mm-hmm. to Limerick City and County Council by the beginning of June. Um, and today is, what, the 2nd, isn't it? The 2nd yeah, yeah. June, yeah. So... Um, Anyway, Live 95 News asked, and the response we received from the council was, works on O'Connell Street to remaining areas will be completed by mid-June. Localised snagging work will take place as needed thereafter. Uh, Ian? It really is the long and winding road, isn't it? Literally, that that chicane they put in that was supposed to be there to, to, to... to make room for an art, uh, an art installation, which now isn't going in as well. <sighs> to be honest, uh, you'd have no confidence that mid June is going to actually be met. It's it's been uh, it's been next week, next year, next month. Mm. Then it is put on hold for 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 a month, understandably for traders. And then now it's mid June. It just goes on and on and on, and it almost seems that there's is, is there any. Any accountability or responsibility here for these overruns f- for stuff like this? Like it's, it's almost like the contractors coming up and saying, "Do you know what?" But I mean, in fairness, the, the contractor, the contractor w- has you know would have said, and you know, on a fairly consistent basis, look, complex job, which it is now. Yeah. You know, like you, you're you're not in the middle of a field here. No, this, this, this is a yeah. this is a working street. Yeah. But I suppose the the key question for people, um, Hillary, is the fact that. There have been a number of communicated completion dates. You know, the one that's most obvious, I suppose, is that there was a a release uh, talking about the 25th of November. And and the way that was framed was the completion date for the works Mm. is the 25th of November, followed immediately by a sentence. I'm doing this from memory, which in Mm. essence was, however, if it isn't completed, it'll pause and it'll pause until January because of Christmas trade and come back again and then there have been other references to potential not quite in as 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 strict terms as 25th of november uh, over the last few months and now it, it looks like it could be mid-june hillary i know it's, it was with what i'm worried i've seen it and i mean the 
the footfall in the city has really gone very low because of this. And I feel sorry for the retailers and the people in business because it's um, even the footpaths. My husband actually had a, 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 a little fall. Well, it wasn't quite a little fall because of the one of the foot. We're not getting into the legalities now, Hillary. <laughs> I, see, I see you spending my entire morning this morning shouting at people about the legalities of these things. We don't want to get into it. We're not blaming the footpath. He just had a fall. Anyway, no, no, move on. No. I'm saying that, uh, sorry, I get I get your, your point. Sorry about that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the thing is, it's, it's, um, it's kind of affecting, it's squeezing the life out of the city, really. It's gone on so long you know yeah and i wonder how but long you think is there is there any possibility well i'm gonna ask you test i mean yeah. when it's finished test do, do, do you think we'll all after a few weeks forget about all of that and go actually yeah this isn't bad i feel like when you're in the middle of something like this it's all you can remember i can barely remember what the street looked like beforehand yeah. and then once something kind of fixes itself up you then kind of don't expect you feel like it's been like that the whole time it's mm. when things are good it feels like it's never going to get bad. And then when things are bad, it's like, oh, this is it forever. And look, it's annoying. I walk to work every day and I think my route is different every day with the construction. <laughs> um, you know, w- places that I used to be able to cross have disappeared completely now. Mm. But um, I think I just, I think like everybody else, I just want to be able to walk through town and, you know, get my coffee and meet my friends and not have to be bumping around and trying to work my way around what's mm. basically a construction site. <laughs> Yeah, somebody said to me, Ian, that, you know, if they could draw a line under it, f- even from mid-June, right, and, and the snags were done and it looked the way it's meant to look. Mm. Mm. And as a key point thereafter, it is kept clean consistently. Mm. Then mm. this might work and people might go, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, that that is key. Um, keeping it clean is definitely paramount. Mm. Um mm. Because we have, unfortunately, in the past, have had issues in Limerick in the city with chewing gum constantly stuck. For example, Cruz Street was often mm. being being blasted by, by, mm. by, by guys to get chewing gum off, off the streets. Um, it's grey. If you have chewing gum on it, it's going to be white. It's, it's just going to be speckled with white chewing gum. Um, yeah, it, it does need to be kept clean. It's, it, it's going to take a big job, I think, to get, to get people back into town that quickly. You know, it's going to, be, going to be a big job. I see announcements mm. for another, a coffee shop opening up on up there uh, again this week. Another one, um, which is great. It, it brings something in. But I just wonder, are, are the traders be, become so disconsolate now that they're mm. they have just almost lost complete faith? And is that is that going to pass on to people and they're not going to come in? I I, I fear. I, I do have a fear for the city centre at the moment. All right. Okay. And look, it's so important because in so many other ways. Um, Limerick is flying. You know, we're seeing economic development. We're clearly seeing the jobs that have come in. And we've had thousands of jobs announcements since the 1st of January. You get a sense that in many respects, the economy is booming. But we obviously have um, structural issues around housing, for example. And then, you know, we want to see the city centre thrive. Everybody does. You know, I mean, nobody wants the city centre not to do well. Uh, so we'll see how it develops over the next few weeks. Um, uh, we're going to take a short break, and after that, we'll chat more to Ian, Tess, and to Hillary. Now, Philip Schofield, it's been the story of well, the last week to 10 days, really, hasn't it? And he has been doing interviews. Uh, he's done one with The Sun, and uh, he also has done one with the BBC. Here's a little of what he was saying to The Sun. I know, I, 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 I absolutely know. There is no question... I did a bad thing. Mm. 
unprofessional. First time. I know, I know I did that. Yeah. And there's no excuse. I don't have an excuse. I won't put forward an excuse. The last time we had a conversation was when I texted Holly and said, don't reply. This is after the statement last week. Don't reply. You're probably not allowed to. But I am deeply, deeply sorry that I lied to you. Um, and I am. It was the one secret in our sanctuary that was never mentioned. My biggest regret is getting into a relationship at work. To whom do you owe your biggest apology? Everybody. Everybody. To every single person, I am deeply sorry. And I, I apologise to him because I should have known better. So that's Philip Schofield uh, there. Um, and, I, I mean... Ian, it, it is fascinating how fascinated people are by this whole story. You know, even, even in Ireland. Um, you know what? I don't think it's that. It's it's that fascinating that people are 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 amazed and immersed in this because I grew up watching Philip Schofield as a kid and going live and stuff like Gordon the Gopher and all that kind of stuff. So he he has been he's been on our TV screens for almost forty odd years now. So. And himself and Holly Willoughby have been been the tip top of, at, at their in their careers for such a long time in entertainment. So, and they were seen as squeaky clean. So I don't think when a controversy like this has popped up that it's that fascinating that we're we're sucked in by it. Um, but do you know what? I'm slightly uncomfortable with it because I listened to an interview that he did this morning, and he's. It's the the BBC one as well, and yeah. we played part of that earlier. Yeah, yeah and he's obviously contrite about what about what's happened in the whole lot, but he seems to be in a very very dark spot, um, and you kind of I kind of bristle at at that side of things, mm. you know. Well, it's interesting because on our um, bulletin at eleven, I heard after covering this story, um, Gillian mentioned, for example, support lines, the Samaritans, mm. and Correct. others, because yeah. you know Philip Schofield is is saying that if his daughters had not been with him last week, he, he went so far as to say, I would not be here, is the way he put it. Correct. So. Correct. Yeah, I think... Ooh, look, at he is going to suffer, and suffer heavily for this, and God knows there's going to be more to come. Um, but I think maybe it's time that we that, that people kind of get off social media anyway for a start yeah. and just leave it let, let it. let it in the hands of who, who, has, who it has to go to. Tess? I think it's also difficult when you're trading on like your personality it's you know there's like for a certain level with an actor or musician it's the art first and then it's who they are but when you're on something like the today show so much of it depends on you being likable and i think people form this parasocial relationship with you they really feel like oh this is my friend who is on the tv and so i think that's why when things like this happen or when it's happened with other celebrities who are in this sphere or youtubers or whatever there's a certain feeling of like oh, well, I was supposed to know this person. And so people treat it a lot more like an intimate betrayal than what it is, which is a celebrity who's done something bad. And I think that's where people kind of get caught up in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Hilary? Yeah, it's difficult. I agree with with the lads as well that uh, it's difficult. It's as, as Ian said, it's hard to judge. And I wish it would go away as well because I think people are... People have made... We've all made mistakes in our lives now. I'm not saying that, but... 
he was obviously this happened and uh, he has to live with this for the rest of his life and people have been judged and jury well, well I mean he, when, he, when he says at 61 that his yeah. you know television career is over I think yeah. that that is certainly true that um, is true. particularly true. as Tess yeah. um, very astutely points out the type of television career that, yeah. that he's had you know it's um, he was way up there yeah. you know and everyone had but, an image of him you know but it's interesting what Ian says and I, and I think maybe yeah. Ian has put his finger on because I've wondered yeah. all week yeah. now I grew up in two television channel land so maybe that's part of the difference um, that you know but I have, I wondered why the Philip Schofield thing seems to have drawn people in so much but it certainly it certainly has now um Ian, let's just chat for a couple of minutes about the whole Munster rugby thing. You know, as a long-suffering in recent years supporter yourself yep. of of Munster rugby, this is the most surprise victory. Like I, I was trying to put in my own head gauge this uh, during the week, and I was thinking there was a build-up to the two thousand and six and two thousand and eight wins. You know, there were had been near misses. You could see the team growing over years, and when it happened, it was like a great breakthrough. Yeah. This is a surprise victory in many respects, isn't it? To to supporters, absolutely, I would say it is. If you were to ask Graham Rowntree and, and the coaching team and, and the players themselves, they'd say no. Um, look, five weeks to six weeks into the, in, into the season, Munster were 14th in the URC table. Um, s- seven weeks ago, we were by the skin of our teeth, qualifying for Europe, like for the Heineken Cup next year. So it's absolutely amazing that they went on the road six weeks in a row, uh, twice to South Africa, twice beating Stormers who hadn't been beaten in their home patch in in years uh, to come back with, come back with the with the URC trophy. And just to find out one thing about that: you talk about being on the road and being away in all those games. I mean, he, rugby has a very high home win percentage Massive. rate in general. Yeah. It, uh, the home team wins more often than not. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, except we flipped that on, on its head this year because we lost quite a few home games yeah. early on. Yeah. So, it, yeah, all in all, it's been a pretty mad, mad situation, um, but one that's very welcome. Tw- it's twelve years since we had since we had a trophy, yeah. and yeah. it's it's you know sometimes it takes an amazing amazing situation like this to galvanise a side and bring them on again. Look, last year there was a couple of lads playing for playing for Munster, and I was looking at them going, look. These guys are finished. This year, two of those guys have been absolutely unreal. So whatever whatever the change of mindset is there, mm. look, it's welcome and long may it continue. And, and you know, Tess, the thing is that a victory, you know, even for people who aren't into rugby, it might not even be particularly into sport, you know, those lovely images from Thoman Park in the mm. sunshine, you know, the joy of it. I'm aware myself that uh, Keith Earls brought the cup into um, a, a school right at the start of the week, almost off the plane. The, the kids, the fun, the crack. Sure, that's and in essence, that's it's community, really, isn't it? It really is, and it's one of those things where even as somebody who's not into sport, the whole vibe of the city changes when there's a win. It's you know immediately. It's one of those things where it's also it's proven that like when things go well for this, it increases interest. Like a kid now is going to pick up rugby that they wouldn't have before because for them now it's exciting and it's something that like brings a trophy home to like your friends or your family or your community, like you said. Absolutely. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.